The opinions expressed in the following paid program do not necessarily represent those of WJZ AM 1300, CBS Radio, its employees and sponsors. This is AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business, providing opportunities to discover information to help you run your business and guide your decision-making. The more you know, the better decisions you make. AHA Business Radio is produced by Alan Hirsch Advisors. For more information, log on to ahabusinessradio.com. To join in tonight's conversation, call 410-481-1300. Now, here's your host for AHA Business Radio, Alan Hirsch. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's show. My guest this evening is John Leach. He's the president and CEO of Windcrest Engineering Corporation, and they're experts in cybersecurity, if I'm not mistaken. John, welcome to the show. That's correct. Thank you. I'm a pleasure to be here. So what motivates you to get up in the morning and go to work? Well, uh, to continue to serve clients. Um, uh, all of our leadership team has a military background, and we have a service ethic. And after we left the military, we want to continue that service ethic. And we have expertise in cybersecurity. So we thought, what better way to continue to serve the nation than to provide cybersecurity expertise for particularly small and medium businesses. So you do you really work for businesses? Do you do a lot of government work as well? So the corporation does do government work, but we're really focusing on our commercial cybersecurity because we feel that's where the need is greatest. So, um, so what are some of the needs? Well, let me, before I get to that, so you came out of the military and so how did you decide to start the business? And it's been what, 16 years, I guess it is. I left the military in 2000 and we created WinQuest Engineering Corporation in 2010. Okay. Uh, the co-founder, uh, Nate, uh, he and I had done business together for 12 years now. And, uh, one day we decided, you know, we see a lot of uh, suboptimal performance out there, as we say, <laughs> and we think we can do a better job. And we, we have a track record of, of good customer service, uh, feedback from clients that said, you guys are fantastic at what you do. And so we decided to uh, venture off on our own. So, so for that 10-year, approximately 10-year period, what, what were you doing that, uh, in the cybersecurity, or were you still in the cybersecurity business? So actually, for those 10 years until we started WinQuest, I was doing mostly technical management, um, program management support systems engineering, um, and coming to you know, starting cybersecurity with WinQuest was actually uh, kind of a homecoming for me because one of my last assignments in the military was helping the Department of Defense establish computer network operations policy and doctrine. So let's try to simplify because everyone hears the cybersecurity, they think about these big companies and they think about China and, and Russia. Uh, and all kinds of major things, but let's, you're working with small and mid-sized businesses. So what's the problem that these businesses have where they need to be concerned about cybersecurity? They don't understand why they're a target. And so we get a lot of uh, businesses who say, why would anybody bother with me? We're too small. We don't have anything anybody would want. You know, it's too expensive. And we talk to them and say, if you have a client list, if you have any proprietary formulas, recipes, if you have any personally identifiable information, those are things that cyber criminals particularly want. And small and medium businesses typically don't have the resources, so they're easier, they're easier targets. Well, the cybersecurity is also looking for money. Well, yeah. <laughs> if I, right. And so 
uh, we estimate the target uh, the target breach where they stole all the uh, credit card numbers netted the criminals probably in the where anywhere from forty million dollars on up because of the vast. W- which one uh, was this one? Uh, the target hack. The, the, the target yeah, hack. Absolutely. Yeah. So and they made some $40 million is what you're that, that, anticipating. That's one estimate, yeah. And small, mid-sized businesses, they do business credit cards all the time with their clients. Right, exactly. Uh, the other thing about being a small business is we know the target hack happened because the bad guys went in through a small business, in this case, the HVAC vendor. And so they went in and they compromised the HVAC vendor for Target, and the HVAC vendor had a, a connection to Target's uh, HVAC network, and then the bad guys found out that Target's HVAC network actually had a connection to their greater business network and ultimately to their point-of-sale machines. Once the bad guys found that, it was all over. But where did it start? It started with a breach of the small business. So what does this cost small businesses? Is there, is there a cost to the small businesses when they get involved? I mean, they got through the, as you say, the H- HVAC uh, supplier to Target. What's the liability? Because small businesses... I would think, need to be protected from the liability if they, in fact, have the liability, ultimately, that help cause their client to lose a lot of money in just trying to make good, as well as the the credit card companies, all of that $40 million down the line. Right. So if you're a very small business, you're probably now out of business. Um, if you have a data breach, the cost could be enormous because if you use credit cards, particularly if you're using any credit reporting agencies... Uh, the credit reporting agencies are going to shut you down and make you have remediation. They're going to make you have a forensic investigation. They're going to make you have a legal investigation and and possibly send out notifications to your clients. And that can run into, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's usually not in any business's uh, operating budget. Absolutely. Just want to remind everybody that I'm, I'm here uh, with John Leach. He's the president and CEO of Wincrest Engineering Corporation. They specialize in cyber security for small and mid-sized businesses. If you have any questions for John or myself, please call 410-481-1300. So how, what are some of the things then that a small business needs to understand and do to protect themselves from these kinds of data breaches? Because obviously in the, the case with Target, they could have been at risk for as many as, as $40 million. Yet, yeah, that they might not be in business today. We, I don't know that. I don't know if you know that. But how do you protect yourself? I know you can always have, and we'll talk about it later, but insurance. But how do you protect yourself from someone really getting into your systems? So here's the problem. Uh, this is like home security. If somebody wants to break into your house and steal something and they're determined and have the resources, they're going to do it. Uh, businesses and cybersecurity the same way. Now, that doesn't mean that all hope is lost, but what that means is you can't be the house that leaves the windows open at night and leaves the door unlocked when you go off to work. You have to be the house that has locked doors, deadbolt, guard dog, alarm, anything to make yourself a harder target because the criminals are out there doing their reconnaissance. They know who the easy targets are. They know who the harder targets are. And they're, of course, concentrating on the easier targets. So cybersecurity is all about risk reduction, not risk elimination. So what are some of the things a small, mid-sized business should be thinking about, besides hiring someone like yourself, uh, to 
help them understand what they need to do to be as secure as they possibly can? Well, there are a number of free resources that the government has that are actually very good. Uh, so the uh, Department of Homeland Security actually has uh, uh, 10 questions, cybersecurity questions for CEOs. And these, these do you know how they how the listeners can get a hold of that list? Uh, if, if you look at uh, probably do a Google search, go to dhs.gov uh, and type in cybersecurity uh Questions for CEOs, that would be one way. Okay. Uh, you can go to the uh, to the U.S. CERT, Computer Emergency uh, Response Team. Uh, there's There are many resources available, and they're all free, and you can actually sign up to get uh, alert notifications on, on the bad things that are happening out there. Um, we thought that very valuable, and we actually have a, an alert that's updated daily on our website where you can look at and see – what are the big things going on out there? So we get input from the government, from Symantec, from Kaspersky, the, the larger vendors that are out there seeing these kinds of things on a daily basis. So, but what are some of the, you know, you're talking about the resources. So you get the list of the 10 questions to ask. It would be nice, uh, and maybe we can uh, look at it on a break, get the 10 questions, because I'd like to know how you, the questions to ask so the listeners can understand some of the things that they need to do to Make sure they lock those doors to protect the, the, their clients and customers' uh, credit cards or whatever it is. So what are some of the things, you know, I know hiring firms like yourself to do it, but they need to know the right kind of questions to ask or they, they can be taken to the cleaners by the company. So what are some of the questions they need to ask? Right. So the first thing is it's all about education and awareness. And a lot of this the companies can do on their own. If a company said, what's the first thing I should look at to see what's going on out there? I would say, take a look at the 2015 Verizon DBIR. It's the, it's the data breach uh, incident report, I believe, but it's out there, it's free, and Verizon every year does a very extensive study on what's been going on out there with malware, with ransomware, with breaches, and uh, that would be the start point for any company, education and awareness. So... Things like going to the government, going to Verizon, any other resources for the education? Well, there are information uh, sharing, uh, there, there are ICX, I don't remember the, uh, the acronym right now, but these are groups put together by, say, the fin financial services industry. They're information sharing and analysis centers. There we go. And they're free and financial and other, other sectors have that, those. That's great. Let's, uh, uh, we need to take our first commercial break. And as we do, we do have the uh, traffic update. And when we come back, I will continue the discussion with John Leach, President and CEO of Wincrest Engineering Corporation. And we're talking about small, mid-sized business cybersecurity. Later in the show, I have the AHA Business Trivia Contest. I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, and this is AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 AM. This traffic update brought to you by SOS Children's Villages. Well, the accident along the inner loop of the Beltway just before Bel Air Road still causing major issues this early evening. The left lane is taken away. Traffic squeezed by along the right side. Your delays are pretty extensive. If you begin 
from uh, just before Charles Street. Outer Loop also slow to look coming in from Bel Air Road over toward White Marsh Boulevard. Harrisburg Expressway heavy and steady southbound from Pedonia Road down to the ramps of the Beltway. Outer Loop uh, stop and go from Delaney Valley as you make your way over toward the Jones Falls Expressway. Southbound 95 stop and go between uh, the Beltway and 175 and 29 northbound slow from Route 100 to I-70. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there in 134 countries, including the U.S., to make a difference in the child's life. Go to SOSUSA.org. I'm Tony Thornton on CBS Sports Radio 1300. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. I help you understand your vision, both professional and personal, discover why you're in business, work with your visions to align them with your why, give you feedback on what is important, and hold you accountable for your decisions. All this so you can improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you. If that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call at 443-977-4500. That's 443-977-4500. Looking for a new website for your business? Need some help getting people on your pages? Adventure Web Interactive is your all-in-one website source. Our websites have won multiple awards and recognitions for innovation and design. Choose from services like website design, mobile app development, database integration, SEO, social media marketing, and content writing. Call Adventure Web today for a free consultation at 410-788-7006 or click on advp.com. Did you know that in 2015, there was over a billion dollars in theft? Construction sites are being targeted for their copper and equipment. Personal injury claims for retailers are up 74%. Your employees spend two-thirds of their day shopping online and using social media. SOS Tech Group offers comprehensive surveillance solutions to battle this growing epidemic. Call 410-559-7020 or visit sostechgroup.com for more info. I read the Baltimore Business Journal, and so should you. The BBJ is the region's leading business-to-business news organization. If it relates to business, the BBJ has it. Learn who is growing, what your competition is doing, who the movers and shakers are, and how to reach them. Visit baltimorebusinessjournal.com for breaking news throughout the day. Sign up for daily newsletters. Follow your favorite reporters as they break news via online stories and Twitter. And read the paper each Friday for a deep dive into the stories that matter most. Symphony Placements is Baltimore's leader in flexible staffing and human resource solutions. From temp to perm, direct hire, and payroll outsourcing, Symphony Placements continues to exceed their clients' expectations. Woman-owned, certified minority business, and ranked on the Inc. 5000 list. A full-service staffing agency that's specializes in administrative, legal, healthcare, IT, call centers, hospitality, and convention services. They bring harmony to your staffing. Visit symphonyplacements.com for additional information. That's symphonyplacements.com. Great athletes have coaches. So should CEOs and business owners. Hi, this is Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors. Owning a business takes drive, desire, and a certain amount of luck. Well, I can't help you with the luck. I can help you make better decisions, giving you a competitive edge. If you own a business, I invite you to contact us. Our goal is to help you align your company vision and your personal lives so you'll make and execute better decisions. At Allen Hirsch Advisors, we create those aha moments. Log on to allenhirschadvisors.com for more information. Now back to AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business. Once again, here's your host, Alan Hirsch. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm in the studio with John Leach. He's the president and CEO of Windcrest Engineering Corporation, and they specialize in cybersecurity for small and mid-sized businesses. If you have any questions, if you're involved in some kind of a breach and you want some advice or whatever, give us a call, 410-481-1300. So before, in the in the previous session um, segment, we were talking about those 10 questions that the government will help CEOs. So when you're meeting with a CEO, what kind of, if you were the CEO and you were meeting with a security firm, and on the other hand, if you met with a CEO, what kind of questions should a CEO be asking? You talked about they should be educated, first of all, but many of them don't and aren't. So what kind of questions would you want to hear from them? And what are the, some of the answers that you would give to some of them? We talk to many CEOs, and the, the good thing is they're doing their due diligence because like a doctor or a dentist, this is a very, uh, a very trusted relationship. We're going to be working with their data, and they want to know what experience our personnel have, um, how many years, who did they work for and with. They want to know about certifications. CISSP is very important. Which stands for what? Uh, certified Information System Security Professional. Uh, they'd like to see CEH, Certified Ethical Hacker. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Certified <laughs> Ethical okay. Hacker. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. So, that, uh, <laughs> so here, here's the bottom line, though. Every one of our cybersecurity engineers could be millionaires if they use their skills for bad. Right. Right. So uh, Certified Ethical Hacker. There you go. Th- there's a whole alphabet soup, and a lot of times we'll provide that because our folks do have a lot of alphabet soup behind their names. Mm. But CISSP, Certified Ethical Hacker. Um, you're, you're also, if you can, if the uh, engineers, the cybersecurity engineers have had previous clearances, then that's nice to know if, uh, you know, if, if that, can be, uh, that can be announced. Usually it's people who have left government service that can say, yes, I used to. Because um, what that tells but you, but then is, they can't tell you what they did f- with the government. That, or otherwise, they have to kill you. That, but that's, right. that's the yeah. old joke, you know. Yeah, that's right. No, it's uh, it's good. <laughs> but uh, just knowing that they've been vetted by the government uh, is a, is an additional thing. And of course, uh, the first thing they ask is, well, what about confidentiality? And before we ever get into discussions of any details of our network, we sign a mutual non disclosure agreement. Uh, then we talk about specifically what we'll do for them, and uh, it's, it's so a, a good cybersecurity firm. If if I were a CEO looking for one for my business, one of the things I want to make sure I have is a non-disclosure confidentiality agreement for that supplier. Absolutely. First, the first thing you should do after you just after you believe that you want to continue the business discussion. That way, we can ask questions about the network. They can ask questions about about the experience level of our people and some of their past ex- uh, assignments and things like that. Should that be something that is and uh, should be common with any IT support? Support because I your IT support really gets involved in in some things that are confidential. Well, we believe so. Absolutely. Um, same due diligence for an IT support firm as for cybersecurity because, again, we're both companies, both types of businesses are dealing with the company's data. That's their lifeblood. Okay. So, again, uh, as a CEO, and what's the – what is besides – you know, we talked about credit cards, and you mentioned a, a long list of things. So, again, I'm in business. I have a customer list. So, how do I protect – these are things I need to protect: inventory, intellectual property. Uh, 
So how do I really go about protecting some of this? How do you go in and then help them do that? Right. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk to the, uh, the business owner, the CEO, and we're going to ask them, you know, what kinds of data do you have? And try and get them to categorize or bin that data into essential uh, things that absolutely must be protected or the business will fold. Uh, the things that are more questionable, like maybe you'll need to protect this, maybe not. Inventory list, for example. Uh, some inventory lists may be key. Others maybe not so much. And then things you really don't need to worry about. We, you know, we talk about the menu, the, the cafeteria and the menu. But clearly, uh, client lists and any proprietary recipes, any, any proprietary knowledge, uh, business processes, things like that. And we work with the CEOs to try and help identify which is the real critical data that needs to be protected. Okay. Just want to remind everybody, I'm Alan Hirsch, and I'm talking to John Leach. He's president and CEO of Windcrest Engineering. They're experts in cybersecurity. So if you have any questions for either of us, please call 410-481-1300. So one of the things that uh, I think you're trying to do also, you, you mentioned, is, is not just in, in the traditional commercial but there's also substantial issues within the, I guess, the, the financial world as well, which I guess includes the insurance world. So what are some of the issues that they face that are different than a lot of the smaller, the traditional businesses that you might be working with? So the insurance industry in general is wrestling with the problem of how to quantify cybersecurity risk, particularly when they're writing policies and all of that. Um, we know that life insurance, auto insurance, home insurance, there are detailed algorithms that you put the information in. There's actuarial tables that will spit out what the, what the policy uh, rate should be. The, the insurance <laughs> industry is still wrestling with how do we quantify cybersecurity risk. And so we're working with, uh, uh, working with a number of insurance industry advocates to help educate them on just that. How do you identify cybersecurity? What things are the most risky? What things are less risky? And, and really, how do they quantify that for some sort of actuarial table? So how do they? Or is there, are they still working on it? It's a work in progress. And because I know, and, and maybe I came from a previous show when I had the, uh, uh, the head of the Insurance Commission of Maryland on the show, one of the issues has been the um, long-term care insurance which the insurance companies did not do a very good job in predicting the future expenses. And now it's becoming, even for those who've had policies for a long time, it's becoming more expensive. And to get in a policy today is much more expensive than it used to be because they did not properly calculate their risk. And, and Yeah, absolutely. One of the most important things <clears throat> for the insurance industry is this thing of a cascading loss. Um, it all has to do with capital reserves. So they have to have a certain amount of capital reserve. And we're talking about a cascading loss. If we're talking about a cybersecurity data breach that results in 10 other companies getting a data breach, which results in 10 other companies, all of a sudden you have potentially 1,000 or more companies that have all been breached at the same time. And if you're the insurance carrier for them and they all have policies, you've got a problem. Yeah. I mean, it, you remind me of going back to the story you talked about in the first segment of the H, uh, HVAC contractor with Target. They were they were breached and they were able to, through that breach, they were able to get in hold of Target's uh, 
computers and into their registers and then get into all the credit card information. And they have a, had a cascading effect of, of potential liability as an insurance company. But that was just one policy. Right. And what the insurance industry is really worried about, what if there are a thousand companies that this breach happens all in the period of, say, minutes? That's, it's, yeah, it's that big impact. And we're just trying to work with them also so to help them understand, uh, again, what exactly the client is expecting from their cybersecurity insurance policy. And that's another problem. Now, also, I would think the insurance company has the same problem that all of us have, and that's in maintaining the uh, confidentiality of their own material. Oh, absolutely. Because they have the same, some of the same problems that in every business they have. Credit, they could have credit card information. They have bank transfer information. They know what you know, they have information of what personal property I might have in my home, what cars I have. Absolutely, yeah. And are, are they doing their job? Well, as um, best they can. From what we know, the answer is yes. These are larger companies that have the resources to have a cybersecurity department, uh, unlike the small and medium businesses, which typically don't have that budget. Um, but again, there's much more at stake. But you can tell even the largest companies uh, can be breached, which goes, which goes back to you cannot eliminate your cybersecurity risk. You can only reduce it. But in the end, if the criminals really want your information, they're much more motivated, better resourced, and more determined to get it, in many cases, than your resource to defend. Well, that's why you have to do the best job you can. Right. And uh, make sure you're mitigating all the damages and all the issues yourself uh, to try to mitigate and, and prevent someone who is just a, the average hacker from getting there and getting the information. Uh, we have to go to commercial break now, John. So when we come back, uh, I will continue the discussion with you, uh, with John uh, Leach, President and CEO of Windcrest Engineering Corporation, and we're talking about cybersecurity. I'm Alan Hirsch, and this is AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 AM. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. I help you understand your vision, both professional and personal, discover why you're in business, work with your visions to align them with your why, give you feedback on what is important, and hold you accountable for your decisions. All this so you can improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you. If that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call at 443-977-4500. That's 443-977-4500. Is your website up to the new Google standards? If it has been a while since your website has been updated, you could be missing out on valuable traffic because potential clients can't find you. At Adventure Web Interactive, our web designers can update your site by optimizing it for search engines and maximizing user experience. Contact Adventure Web today at 410-788. 7007 for a free website analysis or visit us on the web at advp.com. Did you know that in 2015, there was over a billion dollars in theft? Construction sites are being targeted for their copper and equipment. Personal injury claims for retailers are up 74%. Your employees spend two-thirds of their day shopping online and using social media. 
SOS Tech Group offers comprehensive surveillance solutions to battle this growing epidemic. Call 410-559-7020 or visit sostechgroup.com for more info. I read the Baltimore Business Journal, and so should you. The BBJ is the region's leading business-to-business news organization. If it relates to business, the BBJ has it. Learn who is growing, what your competition is doing, who the movers and shakers are, and how to reach them. Visit BaltimoreBusinessJournal.com for breaking news throughout the day. Sign up for daily newsletters. Follow your favorite reporters as they break news via online stories and Twitter. And read the paper each Friday for a deep dive into the stories that matter most. Great athletes have coaches. So should CEOs and business owners. Hi, this is Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors. Owning a business takes drive, desire, and a certain amount of luck. Well, I can't help you with the luck. I can help you make better decisions, giving you a competitive edge. If you own a business, I invite you to contact us. Our goal is to help you align your company vision and your personal lives so you'll make and execute better decisions. At Alan Hirsch Advisors, we create those aha moments. Log on to alanhirschadvisors.com for more information. Now back to AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business. Once again, here's your host, Alan Hirsch. Welcome back to tonight's show. I'm in the studio with John Leach. He's president and CEO of Windcrest Engineering Corporation, uh, and they're experts in cybersecurity. Just before we uh, took the break, we were talking about the insurance industry. So if you have any, and if you have any questions for either John or myself, please give us a call at 410-481-1300. One of the things that we you talked about at the break, which I want to cover very briefly, is that not enough companies, and I'll uh, you think not enough companies actually have insurance on cybersecurity issues. And one of the things you're working with the company, you talked about the risk factors for the companies, but also making sure they understand, again, you talked about education, you've talked about it several times, the understanding what needs to be covered. So what are some of the things that you think needs to be covered by these insurance policies? Well, there's business interruption. Uh, so trying to determine uh, how much money you're losing while you can't do your online business, for example. Um, also, how much is going to cost you to notify clients? If you have a data breach and you're required, in, in the case of HIPAA or PII, you're legally required to notify those individuals that their information has been stolen. Um, I receive letters all the time from, unfortunately, major health carriers that tell me that we got breached and your information was lost. So far, I haven't gotten one. Yeah, I'm well, lucky. <laughs> yeah. Come in. Knock oh, on I'm one. sorry. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you probably have had your information stolen. They just haven't, they haven't found out yet. Yes. Um, but also, what are the costs if you do have a breach for that, for that legal and forensic investigation and remediation because if you've had a breach and, for example, you use the credit reporting agencies, they're not going to let you pull credit reports until your system has been certified as being free of the malware that caused the breach in the first place. And that can run into tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on the size of your network. The cyber policies right now are covering, at least in our experience, are covering most of the notification costs. But... We don't see those policies covering uh, as much of the uh, mitigation, the forensic investigation mitigation. And or the uh, business interruption insurance. Well, the business interruption insurance is, is better covered. The thing that we see that is bare bones coverage, if at all, is that, uh, that forensic investigation. Okay. And, and, 
and, and fixing and fixing your systems. Exactly. That the the reengineering that needs to be done right. to fix your system. So you also um, well, one of the other areas that I think you've been working in, particularly with small financial companies, financial advisors, because some of them aren't necessarily tied into the big uh, the the leg masons and the you know. Uh, you know, those, whatever they are, the uh, UBS or whatever the other companies are out there, uh, and they're operating independently as as advisors, they have a tremendous information risk problem, do they not? They do. And here's the dilemma. Um, we have a client that's a two-person. It's a husband and wife uh, registered investment advisor firm, and they have, they have hundreds of million dollars in assets under management that they have to protect the client data following the same SEC guidelines and rules that a, a Morgan Stanley or a Charles Schwab or, or Leg Mason have to follow. And they're a two-person firm. So they have a big challenge ahead of them as well. And, and we just recently helped a two-person firm get compliant with the SEC's new cybersecurity guidelines. So what are some of the things they had to do? Well, the... Password protect all of their systems. I mean, and I know it sounds simple, but if you're, you know, if you have a, a home-based business, which seems kind of unusual considering the amount of assets they manage, but if you have a home-based business or operate out of your home, you still need to have passwords on your computers. You still need to make sure that your your equipment is encrypted if you have laptops, uh, especially because those laptops leave the leave the uh, area. And if somebody steals it, then you've got a problem. Uh, making sure that your operating system has the latest security patches. Um, making sure that you don't have old operating systems. Windows NT, uh, Microsoft stopped providing support for that last year. Well, new vulnerabilities are being discovered, but they're not being patched because Microsoft doesn't support it anymore. So if you have an old NT system, for example, you're highly vulnerable to, uh, to a breach. So it, it looks like there are a lot of things you, you, you need to do. So what are some of the inexpensive things that can be done by uh, businesses to become highly f uh, effective solutions? Well, we talked a little bit about recognizing and prioritizing what information you need to actually protect. But I would say uh, employee education uh, something as simple as if you see a thumb drive that you don't recognize as being yours, don't plug it in, right? Simple things like that. Uh, you know, understanding that if somebody calls you and asks for uh, any kind of information, you need to tell them, sorry, we don't provide that over the telephone. Anybody asking for passwords or things like that. Yeah. Employee education, number one. Let me just remind all the listeners out there that I'm Alan Hirsch and I'm talking to John Leach. He's president and CEO of Windcrest Engineering, and we're talking about cybersecurity. If you have any questions, please give us a call at 410-481-1300. So, John, you were talking about some of the simple things that people can do. Right. So that employee education, uh, we, we definitely emphasize. And, and really, here's why. If you have a sophisticated security system with monitoring and log reviewing and you've got all of your vulnerabilities uh, patched, you're doing all the things right, but somebody sends an email and one of your employees clicks on it and downloads malware that allows a cyber criminal to get the username and password for your servers, now they're an authorized user. And all of those dollars that you spent on hardware and software defenses are now wasted 
because you're an author. The criminal's an authorized user, just like you or I would be. And authorized users are supposed to be in the system. So, how do? You, what are some of the things that you need to look at and recognize when you get a, an email that looks like it's coming from Federal Express or American Express or the IRS, and they don't use emails? Uh, that you and I, I get some. I've gotten some that says you owe taxes. You know, you know. Uh, but how do you? In looking at those emails, how what are some of the things you can identify as not being from the people they're supposed to be from? Because I think that's a simple solution. Right. So the first thing is actually look at the URL, right? Make sure that it says that's the the, the, the address, address right? the address. So if you got an email from me, it would be John at winquestengineering.com. Well, make sure that engineering, for example, doesn't have three E's in it. Right, because I can go out. Anybody can go out and register uh, a domain name, WinQuest Engineering. Right, most mm -hmm. of us don't look at that full URL. Right. So, oh, that's from John at WinQuest. Click. He sent me an attachment. Game over. Right. Um, that's the first thing you can do. You can also mouse over any links that say, for example, I get lots that says you got to reset your password. Click here. And so, but if you mouse over that link, you'll see that it's sometimes from, you know, a foreign country. It's certainly not who it purports to be in the email. That's another easy way to tell. And then, believe it or not, uh, uh, grammar, you know, uh, things like uh, you must reset password. Um, okay, we don't say that here. You know, there's a grammar problem. That's an easy giveaway as well. But the bad guys are still doing this because they're effective. How many emails do you still get from you know Mr. So and So in an African country oh, asking you? I get them every day. Help him transfer two hundred fifty million dollars out of his country to your bank account. Hmm. We right. still get them because somebody out there is it's it works. I mean, I got an email supposedly from my, someone hacked my father's mm -hmm. email account saying that he was in uh, uh, he was somewhere uh, England or somewhere and was out of money and needed to wire him oh, funds. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's very common. Or they're in jail. And please send bail money. Right. Well, again, we get back to that two-factor authentication. Okay, don't do anything. Call your uncle that's supposedly in jail or needs the money, right? And right. And find out, no, he's sitting in his living room watching football or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but, uh, but it's it's some of it's common sense. And, right. Uh, so some of it is really important that you really make sure, as you say, make sure it's from the people that it's supposed to be from. Right. There's an old phrase that we used to laugh at, but as we do more cybersecurity, it's true. And that is, you're not paranoid if they really are out to get you. Right. But And many of them are. <laughs> and so you're not being paranoid when you look at them. That's exactly right. So uh, so getting back to the list, we were talking about education, the work, educating the workforce. And I think that's one of the prime things that we can educate. We can all educate uh, our employees about is making sure before they open something that they're not they're not nine hundred percent sure or a thousand percent sure is to take a look at it and uh, and make sure that it's from who it's supposed to be. And if they're not sure, you can pick up the phone or send them an email to the email address you have in your account. And say, did you send this to me? Yeah, or call them or send them another email, whatever. Without say, replying and asking them, send them to the email address you might have. Exactly. So um, just something about that. Now, that's called when, when I send an email to somebody and I'm not who I'm supposed to be and I want somebody to click on something or to reply back to me or give me some information, that's called phishing. It's phishing with a PH phishing. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
the Verizon, it's the data breach investigations report, the Verizon DBIR that we were talking about earlier, data breach investigations report from 2015 said that 23% of recipients now open phishing messages. Well, that's, that's not good. But worse, 11% of those people open the attachments. As soon as you open that attachment, you're downloading some sort of malware and your system is compromised. So that's 11%. Not that's good. that's is not good. Uh, why don't you all out there think about that as we go to the next commercial break. And when I come back, I will have the AHA Trivia, AHA Business Trivia Contest. And I'll continue my discussion with John Leach, the president and CEO of Windcrest Engineering. I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, and this is AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 AM. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. I help you understand your vision, both professional and personal, discover why you're in business, work with your visions to align them with your why, give you feedback on what is important, and hold you accountable for your decisions. All this so you can improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you. If that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call at 443-977-4500. That's 443-977-4500. In the digital world, first impressions are everything. If your site is slow or outdated, you could be missing out on valuable business. The team at Adventure Web Interactive is ready to help you bring your website up to date so that you can reach new audiences and convert more leads. Contact Adventure Web today at 410-788-7007 for a free website analysis or visit them on the web at advp.com. Why are your potential customers buying from your competitors? And what are you doing about it? Whether you need to increase foot traffic or web traffic, you need a solid plan to reach new customers. Ah, new customers. That's what it's all about, right? At CK Westbury, we can develop and execute a plan designed to reach new customers and build loyalty with your current ones. We are CK Westbury Media and Marketing. 410-832-2426. That's 410-832-2426. I read the Baltimore Business Journal, and so should you. The BBJ is the region's leading business-to-business news organization. If it relates to business, the BBJ has it. Learn who is growing, what your competition is doing, who the movers and shakers are, and how to reach them. Visit BaltimoreBusinessJournal.com for breaking news throughout the day. Sign up for daily newsletters. Follow your favorite reporters as they break news via online stories and Twitter. And read the paper each Friday for a deep dive into the stories that matter most. Symphony Placements is Baltimore's leader in flexible staffing and human resource solutions. From temp to perm, direct hire, and payroll outsourcing, Symphony Placements continues to exceed their clients' expectations. Woman-owned, certified minority business, and ranked on the Inc. 5000 list. A full-service staffing agency that specializes in administrative, legal, healthcare, IT, call centers, hospitality, and convention services. They bring harmony to your staffing. Visit symphonyplacements.com for additional information. That's symphonyplacements.com. The Maryland Construction Network is an innovative construction association representing the entire construction community. With premier networking events, relevant educational programs, and unique and creative ways to market and promote your business. The question is, why not the Maryland Construction Network? It's affordable and it's effective. As a business coach, I recommend that you check it out for yourself. Visit mdconstructionnet.net to learn more. That's mdconstructionnet.net. 
Now, back to AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business. And now it's time for tonight's AHA Trivia Question, where you can win great prizes from the AHA Business Radio Show. Call 410-481-1300 if you know the answer. And now with tonight's AHA Trivia Question, here's your host, Alan Hirsch. Well, welcome back to the show. So who is the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, since we're talking about cybersecurity? If you think you know the answer of who is the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, please call 410-481-1300. And the first caller with the correct answer will receive a gift certificate to the 1010 American Bistro, a member of the Bagby Restaurant Group in downtown Baltimore. Uh, Again, I'm Alan Hirsch, and I'm talking to John Leach. He's president and CEO of Windcrest Engineering, um, and they're experts in cybersecurity. So just before we left, you were talking about 11% of of those who get uh, email, malware email, actually open up. In 2015, we're actually opening up the attachments. So That's correct. So we, we have to find a way then to get that down to one-tenth of one percent rather than 11 percent. Right, absolutely. And, and to me, as you've talked about on the show, it's, that's about educating people. Yep. And, and it's just going to get worse, right? So eventually the grammar will improve. It'll be less uh, easy to detect. Uh, the, the, when you mouse over a URL, it won't come from a foreign country. It'll be a .com or a .us. So, I mean, it's as easy now as it's ever going to get. And that's that's kind of scary because, uh, again, the bad guys are more motivated. They're looking for clever ways. Uh, and right now it's very crude when it comes to these these emails, but it's getting more sophisticated. And and we have to remember that it's uh, next month it's going to be 25, only 25 years since the web, first website and the Internet really began. So it's all new to all of us. I mean, the it the millennials basically grew up with it. Anybody older than that? Has, it wasn't there when we grew up. So it's uh, it's a big challenge for all of us, and we, we really do need have to learn about it. There are a couple other things that you talk about, very simple things that you've talked about. Um, uh, and one of the issues I think you mentioned was passwords. So right. tell us a little bit about the problems with the passwords that people use. So when when companies buy new equipment, the, that equipment in many cases have default passwords on there. And so obviously we think you should be changing those default passwords. Uh, the analogy is when you – if you get Fios, for example, they, they provide a router and you should be changing the password on that so that only you know that. Um, now the good news is they don't have a default password. They do a good job of mixing everything up. But they brought the password to you. You need to change it to your own password. But – uh, for for a lot of a lot of businesses that we do our assessments on, you'd be surprised how many still have root, password, guest as the password, and these are default passwords that are on the equipment in many cases when they buy it. But it's never changed, and so the bad guys look first for that very easy target. So you need to make, and you mentioned you mentioned during the break that there was a client of yours had nothing but six six letter passwords. Right, so they had six character passwords uh, and and simple, meaning that it was just uh, could be just letters. It wasn't required to use letters, numbers, and special characters, and they thought they were fine. And we 
ask their junior IT person to go to a particular website, download an application, and run it, and he cracked all their passwords in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> and they don't use six-character simple hey, passwords, passwords anymore. anymore. I, I, would, I would imagine they don't. So, And one of the other things that uh, actually someone had mentioned to me about, and you mentioned at the last break, which are ransomware, which is something relatively new, as I understand. Right. So, so can you talk about it, and how do you prevent it, and... It goes right back to that phishing, right? Because usually the ransomware is downloaded because somebody clicks on something they shouldn't have. Um, and it can be unintentional. It, you might think the email came from the CEO or the CFO, and it's very close. But once you click on that link, the ransomware is downloaded, and it encrypts all of your files. And then you get a message that says, if you would like to unencrypt these files, send Bitcoin, that's what they like, uh, or some other form of payment. To this, uh, to this address or this uh, location, and then they'll, they say they'll unlock your data. Um, the problem is if you don't have your data backed up, you're at their mercy. So it's uh, my speculation that the hospital in California that got ransomware and paid the ransom did not have their data backed up. It's also my speculation that MedStar down in Virginia, when they got their ransomware, they did have their data backed up because my understanding, they told they told the ransomware, go fish, shut down their system. Probably told them it. something a little bit worse. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> and, and rebuilt their system and, can then, and then came back into operation without paying the ransom. So again, you can only do that if you have your data backed up. So that's a precaution that, it, that every business should be thinking about. Now- Talking about backing up, I just remind everybody we've got a few more minutes uh, to talk about the trivia question, the tonight's trivia question. Who is the Secretary of Homeland Security uh, for the United States? If you think you have the answer, please call 410-481-1300. What I was uh, talking about, the uh, matter of fact, it left me. So, uh, but the, we were talking about the ransom world. But anyway, uh, so... What are the, some of the other things that need to, very simple things that need to be done? Well, my question I now remember was backing up. So many people are now backing up into the cloud. Is that a better security than backing up on thumb drives and things like that? Or what's really the recommendation today? Well, we'll say in general it is better because the cloud providers are larger companies and have more resources to provide better security than you can on, say, your home network or even on an external hard drive. Um, you know, again, they have more, more resources. They are uh, audited. And so, yeah, I, I would have no problem backing up my data to the cloud. However, the cloud is now a very attractive target because now instead of the cyber criminals going after 10 or 100 different separate businesses, they can go after one cloud provider and get everything in one bag. So it's it's risk versus reward. So what is the, the but but you have no problem going they 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 have the better job and the better ability to protect it than you would. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. They, so so you have no problem as a, a, a cybersecurity expert recommending the people back it up on on the cloud rather than having the the dual it's a lot cheaper than having the dual servers in their offices. And right. and if you have a fire that's a different issue or a flood then you have both of them are gone, right. so you have to you have yeah. to still have to back up off-site somewhere. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so 
And then the other thing we talked about, uh, the story someone brought up to me uh, on the show a few months ago, this, this thing about hacking emails and, and giving instructions to, again, this is that same kind of email, but this was an actual email from the CFO's email account to the, yeah, the, uh, the CEO to the CFO. Correct. How do you, what do you do to protect those kinds of things? Well, that's where two-factor authentication comes in. And, and we're a big proponent for two-factor authentication for anything that has to do with uh, proprietary or valuable data. And asking for a wire transfer would clearly, uh, clearly fall into that. And it could be something as simple as any email that you get, you must then call and talk to the CEO personally, as an example. Or there's, you know, uh, a, a, you know, some sort of second way to verify the authenticity of the email, of the attachment, um, et cetera, et cetera. So just a precautionary that if you just get an email from the CEO telling you to wire $400,000 to somebody, before you do it, you better make sure that it's a legitimate request. Right. And we've had a client that's had that exact thing happen. And uh, the, fortunately... The grammar was just a little bit off in the uh, email, and so they called the CEO and, and to stop the transfer before it actually went through. But they were ready to do it. Mm -hmm. So uh, just before we finish, uh, you're, you're as a CEO of, a, of your own company. Uh, just really want to ask you, and we only don't have too long. Let me before I do that, let me just remind everybody that the trivia question was, who is the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security? No one called. So I guess I'll have to use the gift certificate. Uh, the answer is J-E-H, -J first name, Johnson, is the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, as a CEO of your own business, and we really only have uh, a minute, so can you tell me a story of something happened to you that wasn't the right decision and something you learned from that and hopefully something you as a CEO, because we've really talked about cybersecurity, but something as a CEO that you've learned that you think other CEOs should know? Well, instead of a story, let me tell you how I operate because we only have a minute left. So the first thing is lead by example. Don't ask anybody to do anything you're not willing to do yourself. Um, leaders eat last. Now, in the military... That was leaders eat last. In business, it's lead, in business owners get paid last, and you know we practice what we preach. Another thing would be understand the commander's intent, or understand the president and CEO's intent, so that people, when they're out there, they can continue to operate the company according to how the the president and the CEO wants it uh, operated. Uh, and delegate. Don't be afraid to delegate. People can do amazing things if you give them the opportunity. And the last thing would be uh, to be consistent and fair. Um, that's, really, that's really it in a nutshell. That's the way we operate at WinQuest Engineering. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And uh, again, I want to thank you very much for being here. If anybody wants to reach you, how can they reach you? Uh, you can do info at WinQuest Engineering, or uh, they can call my, my uh, telephone number if I can you, give you, that well, out. Absolutely, you can right. give it. So 410 718 0565. If I'm on client site, just leave a message. I return all calls uh, same day. Okay. And uh, we're happy to answer any questions. I also want to thank my producer, Melissa, uh, for her work today. Uh, uh, and I also want to remind everybody that I'm here next Tuesday at 6 p.m. when my guest will be Gina Ramsey, Vice President of Adventure Web Interactive. 
I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, your host. To reach me, call 443-977-4500 or visit my website, www.alanhirschadvisors.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Facebook at AHA Biz Radio. This has been AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio 1300 AM. I look forward to being with you next Tuesday. Have a good evening. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. I help you understand your vision, both professional and personal, discover why you're in business, work with your visions to align them with your why, give you feedback on what is important, and hold you accountable for your decisions. All this so you can improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you. If that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call at 443-977-4500. That's 443-977-4500. Did you know that in 2015, there was over a billion dollars in theft? Construction sites are being targeted for their copper and equipment. Personal injury claims for retailers are up 74%. Your employees spend two-thirds of their day shopping online and using social media. SOS Tech Group offers comprehensive surveillance solutions to battle this growing epidemic. Call 410-559-7020 or visit sostechgroup.com for more info. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I trust my digital marketing to the experts at Adventure Web Interactive. They have grown my Twitter following by 400%, increased my web views by 200%, and helped me reach new audiences. From content creation to social media management, Adventure Web has been an invaluable partner in helping me maximize my online presence. Contact them today at 410-788-7007 or visit them on the web at advp.com. I read the Baltimore Business Journal, and so should you. The BBJ is the region's leading business-to-business news organization. If it relates to business, the BBJ has it. Learn who is growing, what your competition is doing, who the movers and shakers are, and how to reach them. Visit BaltimoreBusinessJournal.com for breaking news throughout the day. Sign up for daily newsletters. Follow your favorite reporters as they break news via online stories and Twitter. And read the paper each Friday for a deep dive into the stories that matter most. Why are your potential customers buying from your competitors? And what are you doing about it? Whether you need to increase foot traffic or web traffic, you need a solid plan to reach new customers. Ah, new customers. That's what it's all about, right? At CK Westbury, we can develop and execute a plan designed to reach new customers and build loyalty with your current ones. We are CK Westbury Media and Marketing. 410-832-2426. That's 410-832-2426. Did you know that in 2015, there was over a billion dollars in theft? Construction sites are being targeted for their copper and equipment. Personal injury claims for retailers are up 74%. Your employees spend two-thirds of their day shopping online and using social media. SOS Tech Group offers comprehensive surveillance solutions to battle this growing epidemic. Call 410-559-7020 or visit sostechgroup.com for more info. The opinions expressed in the preceding paid program do not necessarily represent those of WJZ AM 1300, CBS Radio, its employees and sponsors. Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ Baltimore, WJZ HD3, Catonsville, Baltimore, the flagship station for Maryland Terrapin women's basketball and men's lacrosse. CBS Sports Radio.